Hello and welcome to In The Back Pocket. My name is Georgie Parker. I'm joined actually by the new Channel 9 footy, Sunday footy show host, Nathan Brown. So we've got a big dog in the house. George, for the next four weeks, I will be hosting. So it's good. TJ's gone to Wimbledon. Everybody's rejoicing. Big juice, uh, big, very big shoes to fill with TJ. As, as I do. As yes, well. he's coming in. Well, that's, he's, yeah. a, he's a replacement panellist. We've got replacement panellist Brendan Goddard joining us I'm as sitting well. in the great man's seat. There you go. He like for like. Take off his booster seat so you can sit Ooh. on it. Two grumpy buggers. <laughs> like for like. Well, there you go. Very excited to watch all of that. But we've got some value hunters coming into this. We always like to start the show where you can find some good value, Nathan. Well, we do this every week and week by week the value is going because players are performing well and our traders threw down the price and That's the trend it. is your friend. I remember this 20-plus disposal. There was almost two pages. pages on it. We had so many. But you have a look and there's not a lot of value in the 20-plus disposals anymore. So they're not doing it all four weeks. None of those guys have done it all four weeks. So then you go to this page of the 20... Now, Bradley Hill is the one. 20, 30, 33. He was tagged last week. I don't think Bradley Hill gets tagged again this week. And Tim English is doing it every week and having a wonderful season. So Bradley Hill and Tim English for me. Dion Prestia backed in the last two weeks and he's had 25 smack bang on the last two weeks. Stephen Canelio is still a price, but he is getting big, big numbers. And That's Jade Gresham's had a wonderful season. So I believe against, uh, against the Bombers, Jade Gresham bounces back and gets those 25-plus disposals again. Now the value hunters, here's the two-plus goals. Todd Marshall... The five goals he's kicked on two occasions this year has been at Adelaide Oval. But have a look at Shane McAdam and also James Peatling. The trend is your friend. We'll speak about that a bit later for James Peatling, but also Shane McAdam. That's it. Well, Peatling, that's... You're, 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 he's you're, my you have to go. The, the values of Peatling, right? Yep, absolutely. Since he came into the team, you highlight him the first week. Yep. Which I took the Mickey out of you a little bit. Yeah, and he's backed he it up with yeah, nine goals in three weeks. Yeah. He was paying five seventy-five for three goals last week. Now Richmond and Carlton. Again, I'm really looking forward to this game. It is Paddy Cripps' 150th game, so congratulations to him. But inside the coaches' book, I'm sure he is watching this show because I'm, I'm fangirling. Sure. <laughs> Take us into the coaches' box. Well, it's, it's an easy thing to say, and you say it most weeks, but it's the battle of the midfield. Whoever wins the midfield battle this week... Never I think... been more Carlton's a better midfielder. That's right. So Younger their and faster. Their record stronger. would show. And they're, you know, they're in top three in clearances, centre clearances, stoppage... Their, their midfield has been dominant throughout the whole season. I'd say Essendon arguably got on top of them last week, particularly from centre square bounce. But I just think when you look at then either end of the ground, when you, Lynch come back into the team, you've got Lynch Rewalt. Then at the other end of the field, for Carlton, you've got Mackay and Kerno. And I think, I think from the other end in terms of their defenders from either team, they're a little bit vulnerable. So that's why I think that either team that dominates the stoppages, and in particular centre square bounce, and we know the scoring change from that now with a 6-6-6, a rule that's actually working in the game, that whoever gets that clearance and stoppage dominance, I think will have the upper hand and therefore win the game. Well, we saw in round one, so the Tigers were 20 points up, kicked the first goal of the last quarter, and then it was seven goals to zero after that. But Pitnet put on a clinic. Kennedy was good. Cripps was good. Um, Chera, they were all great. They did a great job. So Richmond going to this game going, OK, if we halve the clearance battle, if we halve the midfield battle, we win this game. So I look at this game... Sorry, just I'll turn, turn my, turn, turn my <laughs> okay. phone off. That's one of the best. First time ever on this show. That's great. I'll let you do with that. But I do, I do want to highlight too, so since um, the last day or two, that you know that Chera, Chera's missing. 
So yeah, that's a, that's a big out. But then Kennedy is missing. But what they had in the past is flexibility. So they had a number of guys that rotate through there. Now now the responsibility is back to Hewitt, who's having an outstanding season. Yep. Cripps, and then you might see a Fisher that rolls through there. They've still got enough players currently playing, and that's the greatest strength that they have, in my opinion, is their flexibility. But now it's down there, they lose a few, but they've still got a good, uh, good enough players in there and enough good players to actually still win that battle. And Who's I think the that's... better forward line between these two sides? I think the better forward line is clearly Carlton. But when you look at both defences, with no Jacob Wietering, so I'm going to show you the top 10 goals against this year. So this is the players who have kicked, had the most goals kicked against them now. Wiedering's not on there. So that's how good he has been. That's how big of a hole he leaves. So the top 10 goals conceded. He plays fullback, centre-half back every week. He should be on that list, but he is not. That's how good a defender he is. You can't replace that. So Marchbank doesn't play as well. And then I look at Richmond's defenders. They're going to have Bolter down there. They're going to have Dylan Grimes. Nick Vloston's the best Darren. intercept player. Terrence, the other one. So they're stocked up in their back end. So it's going to be harder for Carlton to get a hold of Richmond than it is at the other end. So Lynch, Rewalt. Bolton, these players, Gibkiss, if he plays forward, I just feel like Richmond have got a better opportunity to ragdoll the Carlton defence than the other way around. They do, but if they don't then win that the, the stoppage and the, and the clearance battle, then and particularly if there's no pressure on the ball. So Richmond have been poor around the pressure around the ball of late. Probably this year, I say, because of late, they've actually gone they've gone okay, but they're vulnerable to that. So the ball coming out the front of stoppages, when it, you give a player these days time and space to make really good decisions, they generally hurt you regardless of how good the back six is and how experienced they are. It should be wet weather. It's been very rainy all week here in Melbourne. How will that affect the total points, but also that midfield battle you're talking about, Brendan? Well, I think just the bigger bodies of, of Carlton uh, and the history. Would, yeah, the history. They are which, big bodies. They are. They're seriously big bottles, uh, uh, bodies. But I think just with that chucking the weather, I, I don't think it makes a difference. Carlton still have the dominant midfield, and then you take out Dusty Martin as well, who's not going to play this week. So that takes another a strength away from Richmond. So I still think Carlton get on top. When you think about how big their midfield is, how big bodies, and then you think uh, Baker's going to be in there for Richmond, Prestia, who's not big, um, Bolton, who's not big, Cochin's sort of a, a bigger bull type, but they're small through there. So they went small and pace in the last quarter against Port Adelaide, who are quite big through the midfield as well and got them in the last quarter. But if it is wet, if it is raining... Carlton get an advantage. That only suits Carlton even more. Yep. That's it. Well, St Kilda and Essendon, the Brendan Goddard Cup. They're yeah. your two sides. And, uh, well, Essendon, they're not flying at all. They had a crack last week, but uh, I guess that's where they're at. We're getting praise for yeah. giving and a it, crack. But they did give it to them, who are top four side cups. Yeah, and it's a slow burn. I talk to many Essendon people and fans, and it's, it's, a, it's a four to six week thing. They're fixing things that were their biggest problem in the first eight weeks. And now that you know things are opening up, they're seeing other vulnerabilities. You know, teams Hard to fix things on the run. Correct. So, yeah. And I I tried to explain this, we can go into detail, but the players have probably 70 minutes once a week to mm. train together and being a younger team to try and fix like major problems in their game. Mm. And that takes time. So that things are on, on the improve. Uh, the contested ball tackling, pressure around the balls improve, which is their biggest uh, weakness in their first eight weeks. So I think they're, they're being competitive, but now what the issue is, they just don't have enough cattle up forward to kick a winning score. So they're holding the opposition last week was counting to 80 points. Now you'd say even if they held St Kilda to 80, 85 points, they just don't have, the, I think, the cattle 
up forward in particular and the finishing to actually kick a winning score. Well, that adds the total points there. Do you think it could be a low-scoring game? I think low-scoring game. I think St Kilda defensively are pretty good. So they had 60 inside 50s against them last week against Brisbane. And Brisbane are an elite side. They only marked it five times or five or six times. So St Kilda standing up defensively. Draper, I didn't mind him going forward. He kicked a couple of goals last week. I was shocked that he didn't take the first centre bounce after that massive big build-up. Then your most aggressive player doesn't take the first centre bounce. I couldn't believe that. But Bradley Hill, for me, is the key to the Saints at halfback. I mean, Jack Sinclair, I've been backing him all year, but his price has gone, Jack Sinclair. So this is Bradley Hill. Every game apart from last week where he got tagged off halfback, they did a really good number on him. I don't think Essendon have a player who will go to him and they'll lock they him won't. down. So for me, this is Bradley Hill licking his lips going, I'm going to destroy the Bombers this week. That's it. What about Jack Higgins for some goal scoring prowess, though, if you're talking about St Kilda? Well, I think he's due. Uh, he had a really good period at the start of the season, so his first six or seven games. Um, and his last few, obviously, that denotes that he had been injured. So the last four weeks haven't been as prolific, but he's running patterns and how hard he's working is so much better than what it was mm. a couple of years ago. So I think if he works to that pattern and they'll get a lot of ball inside forward 50, St Kilda would be acutely aware that they go to Max King more than any other side in the competition. So yeah. when it comes to inside 50s, he is the number one target player. They have to target other players. So I think Jack Higgins in for a big game. And you like Max King for I do team. like Max King. I just think the vulnerability, we just saw Jaden Laverde's name there, who's Trying to bat way above his height, yep. and he's he's a he's a good athlete. Has a crack, uh, has a crack. but when the ball's coming in so easily, the team defence is really poor. I don't think anyone down there uh, would be safe. So he's as vulnerable as anyone because of what's happening up the field, and so is their team defence. So I just think Max King, two goals last week in the first quarter. Harris Andrews did a great job on him, and their teams will go to school on him and see how Harris played him, not allowing him to jump at the footy, getting body contact on him. But even if that was the case, I think Jaden and the Essendon defence is still undersized that, that Max King will get a hold of him this week. Uh, we've got our bet with mates, Kitty. It's uh, jackpotted this week. We're over over $2,000. Oh. and let, You can get us there. It's back to you. Well, I, yeah, the pressure's on me again. I, uh, I've got the last couple right, but uh, I, I couldn't look any further than St Kilda Essendon. There wasn't no. much value. I think uh, Geelong are $1.07 or something stupid. There's uh, Gold Coast for $1.12. We say we try and get that 20%. So I'm going to go with St Kilda head-to-head, $1.28 at this stage. But I just, I just can't see Essendon, as, as much as they're improving, I just can't see them kicking enough. Uh, points. So could have matured as a side as yeah, well. You'd hope so. Yep. But uh, 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 one of our colleagues here at Sports are a little bit nervous about this game because history would show that you know, Saints uh, have a habit. It is a game they drop, but also <laughs> the game against games. Adelaide a few weeks ago where Adelaide Correct. came at them. That would have been a game that they dropped in the past. They got the job done. They were very good against Brisbane last week without winning the game. So I think you're pretty safe, but um, I'm glad it's you and not me this week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I would have chosen the same game. Well, Port Adelaide and Sydney, it's a bit of a flip of a coin at this one. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this because Port Adelaide really need to win this one to make sure that they're putting their hand up. Yeah, I, I think finals are out of the equation for Port Adelaide. They'd have to be flawless from here on. And three Sydney games, plays some pretty games, good yeah. football. Having the week off, I think, for Sydney suits them. They've got players like Sam Reid, who played really good footy leading into the bye. Just that week off would be nice. Lance Franklin now has had two weeks where he's been able to rest his body, so he comes back in. But Todd Marshall, for me, is the key. He looked like ripping the game apart against Richmond last week until they moved Noah Bolter onto him. This is his last seven games. Now, added to that is a second game where he's kicked five earlier on in the season at Adelaide Oval. So he loves playing in Adelaide Oval. So the McCartan brothers will be the two key defensive. But what I like about 
Todd Marshall as he leads up. So McCartan Brothers always very keen to sift off and drop back, whereas he's a very hard lead. He reads it well. So he's not your conventional forward that normal backmen play against. He plays it in a different manner. So I'm pretty bullish on Todd Marshall kicking two or three. Now, you're both very bullish on Carl Amon. Um, yeah, and you try... Trace it back to early in the year. He was actually dropped from the Port Adelaide team. Before so these games. Before these games. Yeah. So Sometimes trend you is your need friend. that, don't you? Just yeah, a little bit of a wake-up call. But he was a reflection of the team at the time. He didn't off. feel like he deserved to be and dropped, off, though. Yeah, he played a couple of good games in that, stats-wise, anyway. Mm. So we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. But his last four weeks have been outstanding. So you see there, nine, rounds 9, 10, 11 and 13. But he's averaging uh, well above 25 disposals. So I've got him later on. But he's a, a good look against Sydney. He'll play in a Florent or one your man Haywood but there's plenty of ball to be have um, at Adelaide Oval it's a bigger round than Sydney so I think he does so well there but uh, Carl Amon for minimum 20 plus this week. that he may not be at Port Adelaide so his who's last a, four weeks to get Carl, Carl Amon um, not sure. Not sure. Just a couple of whispers. St Kilda. St Kilda, Richmond. St Kilda into the market for every minute Everyone. that comes on. But turning into a trade show here we're going to get to the Saturday night games just on the other side of this. As we have a look now, there's not a lot left. 25 plus is where I've made my name. You know that. Surely you're not going to put everything on the blues. I am putting everything on the blues, but I'm picking my own line for plus seven and a half. James Sicily, you mentioned him. <laughs> He's had 20 Your man. disposals every game this year. Do you know what that means? Multi-anchor. He's a multi-anchor. <laughs> Trend is your friend, BJ. Last eight games, 40 plus North Melbourne yeah. lost by but last week bounced back, and I expect him to have another good game this week. There's a lot of players that get uh, uh, ball at Melbourne in the terms of Petrarca and also Oliver, but these are the guys now where you're going to be looking at value. I like James Shorten there, to be honest. You touched on, I think, as in one of your value mm. hunting uh, columns, but when he's the role he's playing now is he's exposed to getting more possessions. Yep. He's still at a good price there in both 20, 25 plus. Just head to head, there's a couple of games. Fremantle, I think, win. GWS beat North Melbourne. And then Matthew Kennedy, 20 plus, and Christian Petrarca, 25 plus on Monday. Well, I've gone $50 on Carlton, 1 to 39. I just think the wet weather is going to make Carlton. It's going to be a close match, I think, there against Essendon. Particularly like your head with a beanie on. Well, <laughs> Different I look techniques than my of wearing it. Again, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> again. Uh, West... Did you see the part where I said this is where I make my name, the 25 plus? Did you see <laughs> yeah, I try ticks? to tune out every Did you see time. The ticks? Every time you speak, I often tune out. I didn't think they were going to stop. <laughs> well, <laughs> he just kept going. You need to get a grip. West Coast and Geelong. You can't see West Coast winning this. You can't see West Coast winning another match for the season. So Geelong, obviously, Ooh. not much value in that head to head. Is there a market for that? No, yeah, there's not. Yeah. I expect Geelong to win this game comfortably. Um, they go over there. They're a dollar oh six. They're a dollar oh six. Melbourne plus. were a dollar oh one when they went over there. So I'm not sure what Geelong are doing wrong to have the extra five cents. But let's have a look at the value. The value is in the goal scorers because yep. we expect Geelong to kick a big Jezza. score. And they've got the two best one-two punch in the competition. This is Jeremy Cameron this year. His last three weeks, three, four and six. And look, the trend is your friend with Jeremy Cameron. He is going really well. Tom Hawkins as well. So first goal scorer. Yep. Um, they've done it eight times this year, Geelong. They kicked the first goal. They've played 12 games, but they've done it six times out of those 12 games. So if you're going to back Geelong first goal scorer, you can't go outside those two players. I think it is Jeremy Cameron and also Tom Hawkins. I'd be backing them both for a minimum of three goals each. Yep. And I like that.
Now, you've often spoken about Jeremy Cameron playing the MCG not as well as he plays either Marvel or down there. Optus Stadium is quite similar to MCG. Is that going to play into who's going to maybe be scoring more goals or because they're against West Coast? It suits Jeremy Cameron. The space of Optus Stadium suits Jeremy Cameron. So he'll get up, he'll get back. As I pointed out a few weeks ago, he's not in the top 10 targets inside forward 50 yet. He's taken the most marks. So this is a guy that works up hard, comes back, leads up. Most marks on a lead in any player in the competition. And Tom Hawkins just sits there and he's got the best seat in the house because he knows when Jeremy gets it, he's on the lead. It's a best one-two combination. Geelong will finish top four. They've got five more games down in Geelong. They play West Coast this week. They play North Melbourne again. They're going to be hard to hold out. It could be the Cats' year. It could be the Cats' year. Well, you heard it here first. Put some money on... The Cats for the flag, GWS and Western Bulldogs. And BJ, Western Bulldogs are going to be without Bailey Smith. He's mm-hmm. out with suspension for a month or so. Uh, GWS and they're playing some okay footy at the moment. Yeah, they are. Coming off uh, a bye and they had a good good performance last week. But just want to highlight a, a number of guys. And I think he's pivotal to any game that GWS have played in the last five or six years. Yeah. But it, it's Toby Green. And now we've got to... His influence on the game is second to none. Any, anyone. Now that... GWS's midfield is up and running, so Kelly's you know playing. Cornelio plays his best game in two years. Himmelberg's now a halfback flanker. There Thirty-seven must be, last week. We'll, we'll get to that later. But the, the team, a lot of things going right for GWS. But but Toby Green's at the very pointy end of that. So his influence, his game is huge. So if we look to uh, Toby Green for potentially first goal. Done it three times this year. Three times this year. Um, and against Bulldogs who have struggled as as a defensive unit, particularly that medium to small. They struggle tall defenders, but medium, medium to small. So his career v the Western Bulldogs, you look at it early Pretty days. Pretty consistent, isn't it? It's crazy it's early days. Particularly, not only the goals, but his influence with his possessions. Yeah. Because they're all forward of centre. So they're, they're all having influence on the game. Score involvement, scoring change. So um, look to him now to have a, have a big influence on the game. The Bulldogs are vulnerable in defence. So he plays against the Bulldogs better than any other side. So here's the other stats. So these are the top sides in the competition at the moment. We left Melbourne out. But... 2.3 goals on average. Have a look at the rest of them. 1.6, 1.3, 1.8, 2. He loves playing against the dog. They've got a genuine hatred for each other, these two football clubs as well. So Toby Green and the trend is your friend. Georgia, I talk about it every Mr. week. Peatling. I brought James Peatling to your attention and you both said, who the hell is James Peatling? He's played three games now in a row. He's kicked three goals every game. Expect that trend to continue. So you'd have to take Peatling for two plus or three plus goals. And you spoke about Himmelberg. I'm always banging on about the algorithms Algorithm. and they take a long time. So he's been averaging, what, 12 or 13 disposals a game. He goes back and he has 37 last week. I fully expected this week when the disposals charts hit to have big prices for 20 plus, 25 plus. And to my horror, I look and the algorithm hasn't worked because they've gone in and manually adjusted it this week. Oh, I think no. the, the traders were too good this week. They manually they manually adjusted it and he's it's been brought in. Though. And it's almost you can't back Harry Himmelberg. I was expecting for 20 plus to get $4. That's how much I thought. But He's $1.70 to get that market. So I don't think there's a bet there. That's it. Well, Gold Coast and Adelaide. Gold Coast absolutely flying at the minute. Adelaide obviously been struggling in and out of form this season. So how do you see this one, Nathan? Well, Gold Coast win this game. Yeah. Uh, people have been saying Adelaide are going OK. Their defensive pressure's pretty good. Their contested footy's OK. It's not for four quarters. When you That's look where at they're... How many games they've lost over the last six games and they've only beaten West Coast. And West Coast, let's be honest, we're coming hard at Adelaide in that game. I thought if there was another five minutes to go, West Coast were really going to push. It was only Tex Walker, I think, that probably saved them from embarrassment. So um, I think Gold Coast win this game. I think they win it comfortably. They push towards the top eight. I told you about Pete Link. I'm going to tell you about someone else. Jake Saligo. 
Follow this guy because I think these big prices, I've found some value. And he's only played a handful of games, but he's kicked two, one and one. But he's a big price. As you see right there, two bucks for any time, six fifty for two and 26 for three. So he's done that the last three weeks. He's kicked one, one and two. So keep an eye out for Jake Saligo. Being an Adelaide Crow supporter, you should know all about him. Yeah, tell, us, tell us a bit about him. Well, no, I, I'm spending more of my time having a look at Shane McAdam, who's really doing a good job in that forward line next to Taylor Walker, Nathan. He is. Let's have a look at Jay's last five games because he has been super consistent all year. Shane McAdam, not just the last five games. So he has been somebody outside Taylor Walker that they've gone to. They've had other players come in and out. They've obviously had um, uh, Darcy Fogarty kick a few. They've had Josh Rochelle, who's been injured out. But this guy has been probably a mainstay. And outside Walker's probably been their best performed forward. That's it. Well, Tuke Miller, he's obviously been very good last year. Got a lot of attention last year. Do you think he's getting a little bit more respect this year from his opposition? Oh, I think so. I think now, as, as expected, after being an Australian last year, his back end of last year was as good as anyone's in the competition as a midfielder. Um, and he's, he's their best player, but he's uber consistent. So, again, I, I know the value's probably gone, as we see here, for, but, but rolled into a multi yep. or anchor someone because he's super consistent. So, start. there's not much of a market for his 20-plus, but look for 25. It's even 30-plus because... Against Adelaide, they're vulnerable. They're not vulnerable, but the teams get big numbers against them. And also, Adelaide's midfielders actually get big numbers both the other way. So it's a bit of high at the start of the game, and I'll see at the end when it comes to Adelaide's midfield. He didn't poll as much as what I thought he did in the Brownlow last year. So his numbers were massive last year, high 30s on many occasions. So this is how I've voted him in the Brownlow so far this year. So he's 10 and a half. As we saw last week, the winner at the moment is on 16 and a half. So he's six votes behind or two best on grounds. Um, definitely got the three votes against North Melbourne up in Darwin a few weeks ago. So while his numbers aren't as big, he's had other players helping him out. And that is why Gold Coast are better this year because Tukmela hasn't had to have 38, 39 and kick goals every week. So Noah Anderson's been good. Swallow's been good. They're winning um, the games though. Mav Weller was good before he injured himself. So... Uh, or is it Lockie Weller? Lockie they Weller. both look amazing. Yeah. Both really good looking yeah, guys. So, yeah, you're right, yeah, there's yeah, an even spread. So yeah. he, he doesn't stand out as much, but that's where he's almost getting overlooked a little bit. Yep. But internally uh, in the AFL, he's still as respected as he was last year, the back end of yeah. last year. But I might have got that wrong on the Brownlow Tracker too, because the umpires probably take a good season to realise that you're a really good player. Yep, and he true. might be getting votes that maybe he wouldn't have got last year, this year. Well, stick around. We're going to go through our $100 play just on the other side of this. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket and well we're going to go through a $100 play and Nathan loves this because he gets to get his head wobble on about how you're the best punter in the group and well here is PJ. Stats, stats are back there. Yeah, <laughs> see that just, that was just a reflection of my week last week wasn't it when you have uh, Shy Bolton for, for two plus goals, he runs in, kicks 0-5 mm. and then I take St Kilda heads head, I was pretty confident and they, they're down two players after half time and then lose another one in the, in the last quarter when they need to make a run for it. So yeah, it's fair to say I'm ST Ruggling. Oh, a river. <laughs> Bad beats, mate. Okay, so this week, this week I'm looking Go at goal yours. scorer markets because I've been looking at, you know, I love the disposal markets, I love the 25 plus, but 
there's not a lot of value around. So I can't see Carlton handling Tom Lynch. I just, I just don't see it. So, uh, is it the young? Is it Durden that go you? from him? He can play wet, he can play dry. Plowman. Don't worry about Tom Lynch. Plowman could go to him. Um, so, Tom Lynch, three plus goals, three or more plus goals. So, for Tom Lynch. Another one, he's got goals again. Tom Hawkins to kick two. Jeremy Cameron to kick three. And that wasn't getting me much. That was only getting me about $1.75. So, I've thrown in Zach Tui to get 20 plus disposals, so they're my two bets. He's usually good for 20. BJ, I can feel a winner from you this week, my friend. So can I. I've been saying that for a month now, but uh, I still think Carlton win because of their midfield dominance we touched on earlier. They've still got enough good plays in there. I I think Cripps is in for a blind. I haven't thrown him in, but more responsibility. There's less rotations through there, so that Cripps, Hewitt, Walsh, Fisher's probably the other fourth rotation. But I still think Carlton 1-39, to 39, they, they beat the Tigers. Yep. $50 on that, and then I've just uh, I've tried everything else, so I've just gone out. I need to get back on track with a couple of green numbers here. So I've just gone Dion Prestia, Ben Keys, Adam Trelaw, Zachy Merritt, Jack Sinclair, Carl Amon. All certainties. That almost gets you back in the positive territory if that comes up. Possibly. So all 25 plus. So uh, I need something to go right for me. Fingers crossed. Well, I've gone for a big same game multi to kick me off. I've gone for St Kilda head to head, Max King for a couple of goals. Sinclair, Crouch and Merritt all for 25 or more disposals. that should be good. And yep. then I've chucked $50 on Ben Keyes for 25 and Taylor Walker I'm for starting to wonder two who she more likes more, goals. Paddy Cripps or Benny Keyes? Benny Every Keys. week she Benny Keyes. Haywood. Okay, no, no. Benny Keys. Well, Paddy Cripps, obviously, number one, 150 game for him. But Benny Keyes has not has had 25 disposals every game this season. He should be part of your anchor locks, really. Strange hair setup for Benny Keys, isn't Awful it? hair, up there with Bailey oh, Fritch. But that. that is fine. <laughs> so that is my $100 play. But punters, if you, are, if you are having a punt on the footy this weekend, punters, enjoy the game. But please, more importantly, please gamble responsibly.